0: Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at Church. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. Praise God. God is so good. I want to talk to you today about the mysterious ways in which God works. I want to read from Luke chapter number 1, beginning with verse number 31 here, where the Bible says, obviously, the Christmas story, Luke chapter 1, verse 31, Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Uh, he will be great, would be called the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. There is no end to God's kingdom. It will never end and uh, I'm so glad I'm part of it because every kingdom of this world has come and gone uh, including the United States of America which has come and is going but God's kingdom will never fail. I'm part of an eternal kingdom today. Thank you, Jesus. And I want to talk to you about this that I've simply entitled today, God Works in Mysterious Ways. Can you say amen? Let's pray together. Jesus, we love you and we thank you for the goodness of God and the blessing of the Lord. I pray that everyone that is here in this building or watching this online can feel your touch, can feel your presence, can feel your newness, can feel the reality of the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. I pray that you will bless this time of teaching and preaching your word and open our hearts to hear what the Spirit of God would say to every one of us. And everyone said amen. amen? There is a scholar whose name is J. Barton Payne. I don't know him, and I don't know anybody that knows him. But uh, he has found as many as 574 verses in the Old Testament. Not New Testament, but the Old Testament, or what we refer to as the Hebrew Bible. The Old Testament, 574 verses that point to or describe or reference the coming of the Messiah. 574 verses. That's a lot. Now, that's not 574 prophecies because some of those prophecies had more than one verse. That said, according to another calculation, there are 332 Messianic prophecies in the Old Testament. 332 mentions that a Savior is going to come. 332. Now, I just want to tell you quickly and brief as, as I can make it, How powerful it is that the prophecies could come forth, 332 of them describing a savior that is going to be born and have any one of them come to pass, let alone 332 of them. Let me explain this as best as I can because it's beyond my ability to comprehend it all because I am probably the farthest thing you will find from a mathematician. But uh, one man who is a professor, Professor Stoner, he outlines the mathematical probability of one person in the first century being able to fulfill just eight of the prophecies. If one person living in the first century could fulfill eight of these prophecies, that um, we would find the chance that anyone might be able to fulfill all of them. You ready for this? is one in 10 to the 17th power. And in case you don't know what that is, that's the number one with 17 zeros following it. I don't know what that number is. Hundreds, thousands, millions, billions, trillions, quadrillions next? A lot. You say a lot? Jesus is a miracle. Jesus is a miracle. One in 17, one in, one in 10 to the 17th power. But wait a second now, that's to fulfill eight prophecies. He went on to calculate, this man Stoner went on to calculate the probability of one person fulfilling 48 prophecies. You ready for this? To fulfill 48 prophecies is one in 10 to the 157th power. That is one with 157 zeros after it. I would dare say there is nobody in this auditorium today that can tell me what one with 157 zeros is. Anybody? Speak now, forever hold your peace. What's this little 10-year-old trying to figure it out for me? He probably can too. One in 100 and to the power of 157 so god threw in 100 more zeros to the 50 that were there by adding seven more prophecies which is incidentally the number that represents god let me tell you who jesus is if this one in a in 10 to the 17th power doesn't convince you. I want you to know that Jesus is God manifested in the flesh. That's who we are celebrating today. The birth of God being manifested in flesh. That's who Jesus is. Now think about how miraculous that is. That is a miracle. It has transformed lives, countless lives. It has transformed over the ages, mine being one of them, whose life was transformed. And that's what makes Christianity unique among all of the religions of the world. I said this to Regine when she came as a Muslim. I, said, I looked at her in a Bible study, and I told her how awesome there are many, many wonderful things in the Muslim religion and the Muslim faith. And if you're a Buddhist, there are many wonderful things in that faith, and if you're whatever you are, I'm sure there are many wonderful things in that faith, but I looked at her eyeball to eyeball, and I asked her one question that transformed her life. I said, but who died for your sins? Only one. His name is Jesus. Only one. Praise God. And it is miraculous, and that's what sets Christianity apart from the rest of the religions of the world. Now, let me ask you here today, because the first Christmas was a miraculous event. Is there anybody in this auditorium or watching live stream that needs a miracle in your life? One brave person raised her hand immediately. (laughs) Everyone else is like, do I dare ask? I don't even believe I'll get it. Do Do I dare admit I need one? We need a miracle in our lives. I want to talk to you about the miraculous today for a moment. This might not be your ordinary, typical Christmas message, but let me talk to you about the supernatural. And let me talk to you about the miracle and the miracle of what took place. This first miracle of God being manifested in the flesh came about with a lot of turmoil. This is not what you want to hear, is it? Bear with me. Bear with me. Because when we want a miracle, and I have seen people come to church and it breaks my heart every time I see it happen, come to church cuz I need God to do something for me. And we come to church with our made up mind of how long he's got to get this done in. <laughs> and when it doesn't, when it takes a little bit longer, then our preconceived ideas, we get discouraged. And I have seen people come in. I've seen them come in for two, three, four, five, sometimes six, sometimes a couple of months. Church after church service, getting involved, doing everything, and then they disappear. Why? Because their time frame of when God needed to work his miracle didn't happen. They're off looking for something else. I want to talk to you this Christmas about not running away from the supernatural that is going to take place in your life if you give it time. Praise God. Praise God. God is good. Jesus was the fulfillment of 332 prophecies. 332 prophecies Jesus fulfilled. No one else could do that. But let's talk about the Christmas story for a moment today since it's Christmas Eve. Shall we? The miraculous is taking place. The supernatural is happening. God, God is manifesting himself in flesh. Does it get any more supernatural than that? That God would manifest himself in flesh and walk among us. Well, let's see how that miracle unfolded. A virgin became pregnant that doesn't mean a thing today. Unmarried women are pregnant all over the place. But in those days, that was a serious implication. Because if you are pregnant, what are you not? Usually a virgin. No, but I, I, trust me, I, I didn't do anything. <laughs> Mary said. Trust trust me, Joseph. I wasn't cheating on you. <laughs> huh? this is the supernatural happening and Joseph was ready to divorce her and say forget this marriage is off <laughs> it took another supernatural uh, 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 happening for, for an angel to show up and Joseph is say now she's telling you the truth <laughs> didn't go easy did it we want our miracle and we want it now and we want it easy just work it all out wake me up when it's done An angel shows up to Joseph and says, no, it's real. Trust me, she's really pregnant from God. All right, so that's the first obstacle he overcame. And now you're going to call him Emmanuel, Jesus. Don't call him Joseph after you. Call him after his real father. Huh? (laughs) Name him after his real father. Call his name Jesus, for he will deliver his people from their sins. So here Joseph is trying to convince all of his friends and family that this is really a supernatural birth, and I'm not going to name the child after me because it's not really my baby. He's the son of God. Oh, my word. Come on, moms and dads. When your child comes home and says, I'm pregnant, but it was God, what are you going to (laughs) think? The times have changed, but they ain't changed that much. You still got pregnant one certain way, and here comes Mary to her espoused husband. We're supposed to be getting married here, and I'm pregnant. Okay, that's an obstacle to overcome. Listen to me for a moment. You start living for God and think there's going to be no obstacles, you are serving the wrong God. You think you're going to come to God and he's going to fix everything in your life. My friend, he is going to fix everything in your life, but he is not going to fix it the way you would fix it. And he is not going to do the way this world would do it. He's got a greater way of doing things. We got to trust him. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. Hallelujah. Baby's going to be called Emmanuel. we got this mysterious star hanging over Bethlehem. What's that about? And all these wise men coming in, angels appearing to shepherds, shepherds coming to this manger scene and worshiping a newborn king and, 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 and wise men making a trip to Bethlehem. And listen to this, mind you, that Mary, who had a visitation from an angel to tell her she was going to be pregnant with the Lord's child, oh man, is this going to go smooth or what? This is God working the supernatural. Joseph, even you had an angel come and tell you that this is all supernatural. Wait till you see what God's going to do. Here, let's go to the inn. Sorry, there's no room. I have room out in the stable. You can lay your baby in the feeding trough. But that's the best we got. I have seen people turn away from God when their miracle started looking like that. Huh? Listen to me for a moment. Because just because God's going to work a miracle in your life does not mean everything is going to go perfectly smooth going forward. And let me tell you something else, just in case you think it's always the devil's fault. I don't read one scripture that tells us the devil told him to tell him there's no room in the inn. That's just life, my friend that's just plain old life. Things go wrong in life, don't they? God calls you out of this world to be something special for him. And guess what? Things still go wrong. Problems still happen. Things don't work out. Not everything's smooth. There's still mountains to climb. There's still valleys to go through. There's still darkness to endure. Just because God is in it doesn't mean everything's perfect. Your life is not perfect. This church is not perfect. I am not perfect. She is not perfect. The only thing perfect is the God I serve, and I expect nothing else to be perfect. Hallelujah. Praise God. Quit looking for a church that satisfies your need, and look for a church that crowns him Lord of Lord and King of Kings. looking for a people that make you feel good and look for a God who can transform you from hell to heaven praise God hallelujah around this first miracle well not the first miracle but the miracle of his birth a dying king tried to kill him anybody trying to kill you maybe not naturally but there's a whole bunch trying to kill us spiritually isn't there There's discouraging spirits, there's discouraging thoughts, there's discouraging opinions, there's discouraging things in our world. All of it's designed to try to kill you like Herod tried to kill that child. I'm here to tell you something, my friend. You keep Jesus front and center because no one can stop him. No one can stop God. Praise God. Your miracle comes when you allow Jesus Christ to turn your life around. I didn't say your problems end. I said your miracle comes when you allow Jesus Christ to turn your life around. Praise God. We sometimes get deep, deep, deep in the woods. We'll turn around. And you turn around. And you look ahead of you. And all you see is woods. But at least you're headed in the right direction. The surrounding hasn't changed a bit, but you're headed in the right direction. You keep walking the way God leads you to walk one day, you'll come out of these woods. You know what they find? You know what they find the people that are lost in the woods? Some of you that are, that are woodsmen or, or hikers or whatever know this. People that get lost in the woods oftentimes go off in what they think is a straight line to get to, the, to get to where they're going, and they end up right back where they started. And it's a confusion that enters when you have nothing to gauge which direction you're going. And you end up literally walking in circles And the story is told over and over again of people lost in the woods who came back to the exact spot they started, where they had their campfire, cooked the hot dog, and went off to try to find their way out and come back to that very spot. And how many times in life are people looking for an answer and they just keep coming back to the same spot over and over and over again? My friend, it's time you lifted up your eyes. Unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. It's time you looked up and got your eyes off of the mess of this world and put it on a star that will lead you to the birth of a Savior in your life. Praise God. (laughs) Hallelujah. I want to wrap this up by saying this. This is not your typical Christmas message, but I want to wrap this up by saying this. There's a verse of Scripture in Luke. Chapter 21 verse 19 says this, in your patience possess ye your souls. In your patience. Now I'm taking the opportunity as having been pastor of this church for a number of years and having seen many people come and unfortunately many people go. I can sum it up basically in one nutshell of why people left, other than God calling them other places or, you know, having to move. I'm not saying everybody that leaves Maranatha is wrong. Some people left Maranatha because they went looking for someone else to help their needs. In your patience, possess ye your soul. What do I mean by that? God does not work in our time frame. You would think when an angel showed up and said, Behold, for unto you is born this day a Savior, that everything would be good going forward. And it wasn't. There was Herod who killed babies, there were religious people that rejected the Messiah. He didn't look like they thought he should. He didn't preach what they thought he should. He raised the dead and they still crucified him. People want what they want and they want it now. And I'm here to tell you the miraculous takes time. The real miracle takes every day, one foot in front of the other. Back to prayer, back to worship, back to church, back to the Bible. I will not stop. Nothing ever works out in this world the way it's supposed to, but I'm going to keep on the path that God has put me on. I will not change. I will not turn. The the stable scene was beautiful, but there were a lot of problems. There were a lot of problems between that stable scene and today, including a crucifixion of the promised Messiah. If they killed him, what do you think the devil wants to do to you? He wants to wear you out, tire you out, and get you to give up. I'm here to say, it. I wonder if there's anybody that'll stand with me and say it too. I will not quit. Would you stand with me and say, I will not quit. Christ is born in my life. I don't expect everything to be perfect, but I will not quit. I will not turn around. I will not stop. And one day, he will take me with him to heaven's shores. I will not stop. God works in mysterious ways, but I trust him. This altar is open. Come, let's adore him. Come, let's praise him. Come, let's trust him in all of his mysterious ways. Let's trust him. Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, And if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 1030 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you and God bless.